Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. And welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Season 11, episode 266. I'm Sanjay Parikh. And I'm Adam Walker. And this episode is brought to you by our companies Together Letters and Edgewise. If you want to stay connected with the important people in your life, but you don't want the frivolity of social media, Get on togetherletters.com. I, I like that SAT word that you just pulled out there. <laughs> Frivolity. I, I feel yeah. like I, I should be I had studying a moment, or something. I had a momentary debate on if that was a real word as I was saying it. <laughs> and then I decided to double down like it was. So that's, yeah, that, that was mean, how that, that went. Yeah. That, that's pretty much how I got through school, right? Yeah. With, with classmates and stuff. Yeah. You just have a lot of confidence that yeah. the thing that you're saying is true. Yeah. People be like, Oh, okay. so much confidence. Like if you can say so many things with confidence and people just totally buy it. Like it's just yeah. wild to me. So yeah. especially kids, man, kids are suckers. So kids, kids are suckers. <laughs> I did this once at a Georgia tech, uh, physics lab. I remember distinctly, like I said something to somebody I was doing a lab with and they looked at me and was like, you actually know that? Is that true? I was like, yeah. And I did not know whatever it is that I said. <laughs> I believed it though. So that's good. All right. So, uh, in this episode, we're getting back to a more normal Tech Talk Y'all episode, which I love, uh, which means very little information about Twitter and Elon Musk. So uh, we're gonna talk about all kinds of new stuff, a hacker, some stuff Shopify is doing, Patagonia being awesome. We're also gonna talk about some problems with facial recognition and lots of new stuff that's coming out from uh, CES this year that we've, we've highlighted articles about that we're excited to talk about. So uh, of course, Weird and Wacky and Tech Rex at the end. Don't forget the Tech Rex. So let's start rolling. What do you have for for? What do you have for us first, Sanjay? <laughs> so first up, uh, a, a title of an article that I actually have an issue with. Uh, but first, we'll get into it. Former okay. Zulily software engineer charged for theft scheme inspired by Office Space, the movie. Yeah. So uh, mm -hmm. basically, he was shuttling off money yeah. off of their website. Right. It's kind of a, a sneaky little thing. So he was involved in the front end website. So he added code to charge additional money or shunt some of the money over to his own bank account yep. for pe from people that were buying stuff. And then he also did something where he was buying items and he would discount them. So he would pay like a fraction of their price yep. Um, yep. to himself. Well, so the it, issue and, I have. Yeah, and on top of that, when he, when they started to suspect that he was siphoning off a little bit of money yeah. from, I think it was from like the shipping and handling. Then he started double charging customer shipping and handling and one went to the company and the other went to him. And so that was another way he siphoned off more money there, which is kind of crazy. So, all right. Yeah, so what's, in, what's your in, issue? In total, by the way, it was over $300,000. It was right. $302,000. Yep. So my issue is, is that this isn't originally from Office Space. It's actually from Superman. Um, it is from Superman. Character. You're right. Oh my right? gosh. Yes. Like the fractions of a cent thing. I had it, totally Richard, forgotten that. It's Superman 2. Richard yeah. Pryor's character did yeah. that. Yeah. With the paychecks. Oh, man. I had totally forgotten about that. You're totally right. I mean, like, give respect to yeah, where that's the true, man. idea originally yeah, comes that's from. That's right. Like, yeah. The I, only I thing I remember from Office Space, by the way, is them uh, smashing printers. Like, that's the, printer, the yeah. that's the only thing I remember from, uh, and maybe the flare. Wasn't there, like, something with the, the restaurant flare, worker and the, the flare? flare? That's all and I that remember. Was an, that was an early um, uh, on-air uh, 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 What am I trying to say? The thing with, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm totally losing my, my <laughs> words. I've lost all my words. I've no, lost uh, all of them. What, what, one of the first times that Jennifer Aniston was in oh, a yeah, yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? yep. Because she was the one with the flair. She was, yeah. She, yeah, she was the one with the flair. Yep. 
Yeah. So uh, yeah, it, I mean, it was, it's a fascinating. Oh, and uh, interestingly enough in office space though, they do accidentally steal $300,000 and that's about the same amount of money that this guy stole. So there's kind oh, of, it? I, yeah. I didn't realize it was yeah, the same so, amount. Yeah. Oh, so wow. it's kind of, kind of similar. So that's, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Just All don't right. steal the red stapler. Just, yeah, that's don't, just don't not do an okay thing. All right. So uh, next one, hacker claims to be selling Twitter data of 400 million users. I think the price for that was, was it just like $200,000 or something? Is that, is that what I remember? $200,000. But yeah, uh, there's an updated story on this. Um, some of this data is already being released. Oh, uh, well, good. Just That's great. Getting out there. So what's interesting, and this, um, I was reading this story and I was like, oh, this kind of calls back to what we talked about, I think last episode of the episode before. So basically what happened here was there was an issue with the Twitter API and mm -hmm. you could query it for email addresses and then discover if that person had an account right. and then basically chain all that data together. And that's right. basically what they did. So they, you know, they took um, all of these downloads that have happened in the past where email addresses have been dumped from other leaks mm. and then just check Twitter to see if those people had accounts. Um, so here's the thing. We talked before about this where uh, you could use your own domain, right? And, right. and I do that. Right. And I use a different email address for every website that I sign up right. for. And so then that way I know that, Hey, this email address should be coming from Twitter or coming from right. yeah. whatever, because I know the email address that they're sending to. Right. So my email address is actually not in this dump. Right. Because my regular unique. email address that is used everywhere else is not the one that I use on Twitter, even though it comes to the same inbox. Right. So if you're still on the fence and we know we told you this as your new year's, new year's resolution, you should buy your own domain mm -hmm. and, and use that on mm -hmm. you know, Google apps or, or wherever you want to use it. Yep. This is yet another reason why you should do that because mm -hmm. it's hard to do the, 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 uh, the attack called credential stuffing where somebody finds your email address in one place and then tries it on yep. a different site yep. because you're using different email addresses across all of them. Yep. And you don't need to remember any of this because you of course are using a password manager Right. which has all of this stuff in there. So you That's don't right. need to remember which email address goes to which site. That's right. Yep. Right. So there you go. This is one way to protect yourself in the new year. So let's do it. Go get let's it do done. It. Speaking of uh, new things in the new year, what's the, uh, I like this next article. This is a good yeah. one. Shopify tells employees to just say no to meetings. Just say no to meetings. So yeah, so here's, here's what they did. Uh, they are canceling all meetings that are more than two people and they are limiting meetings that are 50 or more people to once a week. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a certain block of time that they're allowed once a week. Yep. In fact, they're not just canceling them. Shopify has launched a bot and Shopify said that a bot will serve as the policies enforcer, reminding meeting organizers of the new rules starting January 5th. Nice. The other thing that I found fascinating in this article is they also are like railing against Slack. So Slack will only be used as an instant messenger from now on with large unwieldy in quotes, chat groups used only mm. for announcements. Yep. Yep. So no long like discussion groups yeah. or anything else like yeah. that about something that's going on internally. Yeah. That's smart though, because I, and, and I've never experienced that, right? Like my, cause I, every, every group I'm a part of is, is a small enough group to where right. Slack doesn't become cumbersome, but I can see if like you're in a huge company, you could get end up in a thread with 50 or 50 or hundred people. And it's just like constantly going off all day long and you're trying to keep yeah. up with the chat. It would just become this time suck that would just be terrible. Yeah. So I, I could totally see that being a huge problem in big companies. What's interesting is I, I actually am a part of a, a Slack group and it's, uh, it's for email people, but it's, it's almost 20,000 people. 
Yeah. But it is very well run. And like right. they have they're kind of militant about like, hey, you know, if you have a post and you want to reply, you don't reply in the general group. You reply in thread. Yeah. So everything stays tight. Yeah. The one place where things are kind of loosey goosey and it's actually quite a bit of fun is in the random Slack channel. Nice. Um, and people just post about whatever. And yeah. they they still thread things in there. Um, but it's a lot of fun discussion. Uh, that's actually one of the main reasons I stay in that Slack yeah. group is yeah. for the random. It's not actually yeah. for talking about email stuff. Um, so I think it can be done and I think it, it is useful because that serendipity of sometimes hearing somebody else talk about stuff right. is right. useful. I think it is as long as it's not about a specific work project where like you have to keep up with the entire thread because it's like right. pertinent to your job. Like that's yeah. the, that's where it becomes a big problem, I think. And is where like, so I mean, imagine you're on a project and you're trying to work through some kind of problem and you're on a thread with 50 people and everybody's just blowing it up all the time and you're that's the engineer true. on it. Like, oh my gosh, what a nightmare would that be? You know? So yeah. I think that's where it becomes a big problem. So I think it really becomes about corporate culture and corporate standards around messaging apps and you have to have solid standards around those things and how you're going to deal with those things so that it becomes a time suck. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's true. I, we've seen that with email as well and, and things like that. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. All right. So this is a feel good story. It's not tech related per se, but I don't care. So with only six words, Patagonia explained the brilliant reason it closed all of its stores and paid its employees to take a week off. So if you went to Patagonia, between the dates of December 25th and January 1st, there would have been a sign on the door that simply read, we believe in quality of life. Our stores will be closed December 25th through January 1st. And man, this is why I freaking love Patagonia. Like they're yeah. so, it's so good. It's environmentally friendly, sustainable quality products. And they do things like this to take care of their people, which is so important. So yeah. I love it. Yeah, we do, we talked before about them and how they've now spun out and uh, they're owned by a foundation. Um, and I yep. don't think this move is because of that. I think mm. they would have done that. They did this. They would have done it anyway. Right? They did yeah. it last year. Yeah. Um, so I think this is just basically a part of their culture. Yep. I, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I think more companies should do these kinds of things. Yeah. Something that more companies shouldn't be doing uh, is this kind of stuff. An innocent black man was jailed after facial recognition got it wrong, his mm -hmm. lawyer says. Yep. Um, and there's a, a Georgia connection to this. He He's yep. uh, from Georgia, right? 28-year-old yeah, Georgia resident. So. Yep. He was arrested for a crime in New Orleans. Yep. In Louisiana. Problem is, he's never been to Louisiana. Never been to Louisiana and got arrested three states away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because of facial recognition said like, yeah, this is the guy. Yeah. So facial recognition matched him to the guy. But if you looked at the security camera footage, you'd also notice that his his stature, his build was not the same as the build of the perpetrator in the security. Yep. So there's about a 40, 50 pound difference, which is pretty substantial and can pretty recognizable to the naked eye when you're looking at a security camera in a person. And I mean, I mean, this is, well, you know, well, maybe he just sucked his gut in. I mean, this when he did the crime. This goes back in a state to he didn't exist uh, for real. I mean, this goes back to the danger of AI. It also goes back to a, because AI is trained in public data and public data tends to skew racist or be racially skewed. Maybe I should say, I mean, this becomes a huge problem, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is, I, I think this is the, the application of technology before it's ready. Um, mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. it shouldn't be. And, 
we should kind of mention that apparently a lot of jurisdictions use this kind of technology, Scary, but they man. don't use it solely. Yeah. Like they okay. Will okay. Use it as as kind of a first filter, but then somebody else has to look at it. Yeah. To yeah. Say like, hey, is is this the same thing? Yeah. Um, because they realize like it's not that so, good. I mean, this got me thinking too about like doppelgangers. Like, like we there really are people that yeah. like really do really do look like other people right. in the world. And I don't think facial recognition is accurate nope. enough to tell the difference between some of them. And so like, that's a major, major problem. So, yeah, I mean, identical I used to get wins. Like, listen, would it, I, would it be yeah. Oh yeah. When I, listen, when I was at Georgia tech, there was some R and B uh, star called John B. And like, I looked enough like him where people I'd be walking down like to class be like, Hey, what's up, John B. Like, I mean, I didn't, I, I I'm not an R&B star, but like I looked enough like the dude, apparently. So who knows? John B. John B. Look up John B. <laughs> look up John B. I don't know if his music's any good, but look that look that dude up. So anyway. <laughs> All right. Next up, Wireless Power Consortium works with Apple on next generation QI2 standard based on MagSafe. So this is great, right? Like Apple has. So, so just to, for those non-Apple users out there, right? Apple has MagSafe products and what they so and I just got one actually as a Christmas gift. So I got a case that has MagSafe in it. And so I can now take my phone and pop it on a magnetic charging stand on my desk and it'll align the charger perfectly because of the strong magnet in the case and it will charge my phone, right? That's what MagSafe ends up. And I also got a charger for my car. Same thing. Really nice. Works really well. So now Apple's working with uh, the wireless power consortium to roll this out to other brands, apparently, like this this kind of approach to technology. That's good, right? Yeah, the, I, I thought this was interesting because Apple generally does not push standards for the stuff that they do. Right. That's proprietary and unique. Yeah. And, and this was a proprietary standard, MagSafe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and so now opening it up, it's I think this is interesting. I, and I wonder... Is this a reaction to the whole Europe USB-C thing? Probably. And saying like, look, you know what? If we just make this a standard, then nobody's going to have an issue with it. And yep. we can kind of keep innovating. And and maybe, you know, I've railed against the whole USB-C thing, but maybe this is the good side effect that happens from, mm-hmm. from that. that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it would be a nice thing. I, I know, I don't know if you've had this issue, but I've had this issue where people have come over to the house and they're Apple people and we're all Android people. And they're like, hey, we need to charge our phone. I'm like, I I, I don't have a cable that connects yeah. to that. Like, that's not a thing. I, you know, I've not had that happen. That's interesting. And and then if, if MagSafe did roll out to Android devices, theoretically, all the chargers would be compatible across all phones. So MagSafe right. would be MagSafe would be MagSafe, which would matter, which would be fantastic, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and really, if you think about it as a, as a company, as Apple or, you know, any of the Android manufacturers, the way that you charge it is not really your your differentiator and, and yeah. your your uh, yeah. competitive advantage, right? Right. Um, it's just it's less annoying for users. Yep, that's right. Um, so you need to differentiate on other stuff. Yep. Talking about differentiating on other stuff, uh, Goodyear shows off a ninety percent sustainable tire and traction tracking treads at CES twenty twenty three. This looks awesome. It I does. Was like, it wow, d- and, and, I get and, some of these. And last year they rolled they said they rolled out 70%. So they've gone from 70% to 90% in a year. 
Yeah. Which is cool. And the other thing that was cool about it, it talked about, what what was the phrase they used? I'm trying to find it in the article. Are you talking about the rolling resistance? Yes, the so rolling it, resistance is yes. less. Right, yes. So it reduces the rolling resistance, yeah. which means that you have better fuel economy yep. because you're not wasting it on friction, basically. Yeah, be, better for EVs in particular, too. They'll get more more range out of it. Well, it really, for any vehicle, right? Like yeah. You might be able to squeeze out an extra half a mile a gallon or something like that in your, be great. your gas vehicle. In EVs, particularly though, it's it's uh, much more useful. But um, but yeah, so this uh, this is a new tire. It's already been approved by the Department of Transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm wondering when they're going to be out because maybe I might want to get these as my next man, set of tires. I love it, man. I mean, it's yeah. it's so much more sustainable. I'm I'm all for it. I'd buy these in a heartbeat. So it's great. All right, next up, uh, and this is a big deal. We've been talking about Jet Chat GPT. This could change a lot. Microsoft Bing. With ChatGPT reportedly launching in March. So apparently, Microsoft had invested in ChatGPT, I think a billion dollars not that long ago. Into OpenAI, right? Oh, sorry, into OpenAI. Thank you. Into OpenAI, which creates ChatGPT. And so apparently, like that's kind of been the plan all along. And I'll tell you, man, if they integrate deeply with ChatGPT, I might actually use Microsoft Bing some. Like, I, I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like I might get zapped by lightning or something any moment now. But like, I might actually use it. I, I, I would really appreciate it if they would find another name for Bing. Uh, other than Bing? You don't like Bing? I don't like Bing. We're not like a Friends fan. You don't like Chandler Bing? You know, it's not, it's not your thing. Okay. They really, I mean, they probably should have used Chandler as their spokesperson <laughs> back in the day, but I think they could have just called it Chandler. I think that would work too. Chan- you know, yeah, they Chandler could search just engine. Call it Chandler. Yeah, that'd be fine. That so. actually would be a cooler name. Than <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk about. Uh, I, I don't know how to make the segue. I don't know how. To, to, this is a yeah. weird one, man. Like this, this could have gone weird, weird and wacky, but we're talking about new things, and it's it's released and to this CS. Yeah, so uh, you got to do it. Yeah. So P. P-E-E is the magic number mm-hmm. as withings. Why things? Withings? I always I think I, when I pronounce it in my brain, I call it why things, but why I, don't, things? I don't know. Okay. I don't know yeah. Puts a urine analysis lab in your toilet. So it's in your toilet. You tag this because mm-hmm. I saw this separately, but basically they've come out with a disc looking thing mm-hmm. yep. that hangs in your toilet. Yep. And it analyzes your pee every time right. you go to the bathroom. Now, yep. to be clear, this is targeted for women that uh, are are in the age that they're they're having uh, menstrual cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not for guys. It's not for, you know, postmenopausal, you know, anybody else like that. Mm-hmm. The thing that I have a concern about with this is, okay, like, okay this thing is sitting in your toilet bowl. Right. It's got a battery. Uh-huh. So you, you got to charge it. And there's apparently a disc uh-huh. that you have to replace every three months. Right. You're going to pee on this thing for three uh-huh. months. And That's then right. you want me to open it up and replace these things. This was my issue as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I'm thinking. I don't need the data that bad. That's all. I'm I am going to buy this thing once mm-hmm. and it's only for three months. And then I'm going to cut it free and flush it down the toilet. We can't cut the electro the electronic thing free. It's not going to go down your pipes, man. There's no way. That's a terrible idea. Terrible for your pipes. Ter- you can't do that. That's okay, not going to work. I'm, gonna, I, I'm not going to recharge it. I'm Get a rubber chuck glove. Get a rubber glove. Take it out. Fold the rubber glove back over it like the nurses do, and then chuck it in the uh, trash. Like that's how you do it. The, yeah, yeah. So so that was interesting. The other thing that was interesting was apparently it will be able to tell the difference 
between different people's urine. And yes. I, I want to say they called it, did they call it stream analysis? Is that what they called no, it? No, no, no. Stream ID. Stream ID. <laughs> Because <laughs> somebody over there has a sense of humor. <laughs> Stream ID. I, oh, I can't make this stuff up, man. That's just the greatest thing. That's the so, greatest marketing thing ever, right there. I will say, right, apparently, this thing comes with some kind of opener that you use <laughs> to open the device when okay. you need to change the cartridge. Okay. But there is a USB-C, I think it was a USB-C, they apparently got the memo, a mm. port where mm. you have to charge it up mm -hmm. uh, during those three months because the yeah. battery will last three months. Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't really want to charge up a thing. Like, mm -mm. This is a great idea. It, it needs to happen. Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah. But I think they really need to integrate this into the toilet somehow so that you mm. can change it and charge it outside of the bowl. Or like, or just have like something, have it, can have it like hang in the bowl. So you just like plug the charger in outside the bowl. Like just, yeah. never, you never have to remove but, but it. But you like still have to change the, yeah. the cartridge. Oh the yeah, so that's right. Yeah. I, the, the little, yeah. like, you know, some kind of analysis yeah. cartridge. I don't know what yeah. it is, All right. but I, I want to do that from outside of the bowl. Like, mm. I'm fine touching the outside of the bowl. Yeah. Not yeah. the inside where all the action is happening. <laughs> Like Sanjay wants to stay away from the action people. That's, I, I, that's, you know, that's, I mean, I can't blame him. I can't blame him. Don't want to be a part of the action. And this is one of those times I well, don't uh, want to be a part of the action. Well, uh, PlayStation's getting more people into the action. So this is really cool. Uh, introducing project Leonardo for PlayStation five, a highly customizable accessibility controller kit. So PlayStation has released this controller that is targeted towards people with disabilities and it's highly customizable. It's very large. All the buttons, uh, it like the buttons kind of sit in a circle and there's like a joystick off to the side and it, you can change how far the joystick pulls out and which type of joystick it is and swap out all the buttons. And like, it's for people that don't necessarily have like normal functioning hands and they can play PlayStation, which is, I mean, really, really fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed. So here's the thing. These kinds of things start with that kind of in mind, mm -hmm. but I think they end up proliferating. So I started thinking about, um, I don't know if you remember this, but way back in the day, in like the 80s, okay. closed captioning mm -hmm. was available on TV shows, but you had right. to have a special decoder box Oh, okay. Right, okay. to be able to see it on TV. Right, right, right. Because the electronics were expensive and the whole thing. Now, every TV has it. And right. I don't know about you, but a lot of times, most of the times, we actually leave closed captioning turned on when we're right. watching shows. Yeah, we we don't. Because, but I, I, you told me that before. Yeah. Because sometimes they say it's hard things. To, it's hard like, to. Yeah, you miss phrases. What did you they do. say? Yeah. What word was that? All what, the time. Yeah. What exactly? And then you keep rewinding it. Mm -hmm. So it's just easier to have it on. Yeah. And so I think that, and now you see it turned on when you're like at the airport. Yep. When the shows yep. are on or whatever, yep. so that you they don't have to have the 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 sound on, but right. you can still watch the show and still know what's going on. Right. So those kinds of technologies actually, I believe, have helped you know a lot more people than oh, the original intended well, target. And not and only that, this you, is the same with your, thing with your closed captioning idea, like too. Also, watching watching shows in other languages and reading the closed captioning helps you learn that language too. So right. you know it's another great use. But, but go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I I feel like this is um, it's great that they're targeting people that are having a hard time using these controllers. But I think it opens up possibilities. Like if you mm -hmm. think about this, like think about as you get older, like these controllers are really hard to use. Oh, as you have so now. Oh, think yeah. about 
Like now this opens up like grandparents playing video oh, yeah. games, right? Like oh, yeah. they don't necessarily have a pure accessibility issue, but it just makes it easier. Well, it'll make their hands hurt. The, I mean, right, I'm like exactly. honestly, like some of these controllers, like you you play for long enough, your hands are gonna be hurt. Like, you know, so I mean it helps with that for sure. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. now your grandparents can play with the kids, yeah, you know, their grandchildren, yeah, uh, play video games. Like, I think this is a great thing. So I do too. hopefully we'll see this with more uh gaming platforms. Oh, yeah, in, for sure. Have to, have to. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I I don't I don't know how I don't I like this. this. I don't yeah. like this. Yeah. So death of the narrator. Apple unveils a suite of AI voiced audiobooks. No. Mm -mm. I, no. 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 I don't no. Think no. This is a good. Don't thing. like it. I yeah. don't. I listen to a ton of audiobooks. I mean, a lot. Like probably one a week on uh -huh. on on, or maybe one every two weeks on average, and. The narrator makes a huge impact on the experience of the audiobook yeah. and just the way that they phrase it, the way that their tone changes, the way they emphasize words. I don't think an AI is going to be nearly nuanced enough to do that well. I think you can get the information, but right. there's there's a level of, of, of artistry that is lost when you just do it with an AI. Yeah. I the, th the other thing that I worry about with this, and this is the same thing that I worry about with like chat GPT. And we talked about this with, um, uh, stack overflow where people were using it to just kind of, over, you know, overwhelm their systems and provide bad, bad content. Right. Yeah. Honestly, is that I worry that this is going to explode, uh, audio books mm -hmm. with a lot of garbage, mm -hmm. quite honestly, mm -hmm. like that, that barrier of having to have a person read it. Yep. Like it's not, I, sometimes barriers I are good. Good. Yeah. Right. Like you don't get garbage. I mean, I'm sure there still are. Oh, there are some that are terrible. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But the amount would be a lot more when yeah. something like this is like, oh, yeah. we can convert everything into audio. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Not everything should be converted into audio. Not everything should be. Time for the Weird and Wacky segment. Abominable snowman. Oh, not an One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. All right, Weird and Wacky, we only have one for you today. And then, of course, Tech Rex, so stay tuned for that. But Weird and Wacky, the unheard symphony of the planet. You tagged this one. I, I did read it, but I, but you, you want to introduce it? Yeah. So basically, uh, and I didn't know anything about this, but there's a, a device that you can get called a Raspberry Shake. Yep. Uh, and it's based off of Raspberry Pi. Right. And people use these to basically record and share the vibrations of their surroundings, their, yeah. their homes, their, yeah. their, uh, the ground around them, yeah. you know, whatever. So they're using basically seismometers to measure all of this stuff. And, and obviously there's interesting things that happen sometimes when we have earthquakes. And then when you have all these seismometers, you can figure out kind of where the epicenter is very quickly, but people have been using these things to just the, record the natural hum of the earth, right? Yeah. Like the cars rolling down the street and right. things like that. And you can actually see the shift of stuff over time. <clears throat> it's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, the, so there was a story in there about a, I think it was a science teacher that was at a concert and it the concert was like a mile and a half away from his classroom where he had set one of these up. And at uh -huh. the concert, the, 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 the crowd was like jumping up and down and he went back to the, the site, like his little seismometer and he could like see the vibrations in the ground from a mile and a half away on, wow. and, and of course like no human would have felt that, but it picked them up, which is like, it's kind of, it's just weird to think because we, we always think about the ground underneath us as being solid, firm, unmovable. But the reality is it's actually 
vibrating and moving all the time and we don't Shifting ever all the time we don't yeah. ever notice it you know which is which is fascinating so yeah we're we're not uh attuned enough i think there are animals that are attuned to that kind of stuff um we just we are not the most perceptive of creatures that inhabit the planet i'm just I'm just saying in general. Yep. Yeah. Tech wreck, tech wreck. Time to get your tech wreck. Tech, 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 tech wreck. Chicky, chicky. Tech wreck. All right, Sunday, tech wreck time. What do you have for us this week? So this is a this is an interesting one. It's not the most usable in the form that it is right now, but I, I wanted to share it anyway. It's called Portable Secret. Okay. So I saw this posted on Hacker News and I started digging into it. So this person has come up and there's apparently a bunch of pro- projects like this. It's come up with a way to encrypt a file or text into an HTML file okay. so that all you need to decrypt it is a browser. You don't need an internet connection, nothing else. Everything is built into the HTML file, the decryption routines, everything. You just have to supply the password. And so it's interesting. People have been saying that what they do is they use things like this to keep a copy of their passport with them when they travel on a USB stick. So if they lose the USB stick, it's okay, no harm, no foul, because everything's encrypted. But if they ever need it, they just need a computer. They don't even need an internet connection and a computer. They type in the password, it downloads the decrypted file, Mm -hmm. and then they have their passport in case Hmm. they need it at that point. Interesting. So I think this is super useful. One of the things that I do is I download our, uh, our... our vault of uh, passwords and all yeah, that stuff. That, right. And, you know, we use Bitwarden now. Right. Before we were using KeyPass. Right. So that would stay encrypted and I would put it on a USB stick. We'd store it in a safety deposit box. We'd store one right. offline at home. Yeah. So in case anything happened, we were we had a backup. But with Bitwarden, you can download a decrypted version, right? Okay. So a plain text. Right. So how do you protect that? Well, I think you protect it like this now. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's you interesting. can encrypt it, and then it's just an HTML file, and with any browser, you can just decrypt it. So okay. I think it's super interesting. There's a handful. It's it's open source, yeah. um, freely available, but there's a handful of uh, other projects, prior art, and I haven't dug through all of those. Okay. It's a little bit cumbersome to use, so you've probably got to be technical to use this. Mm, right. Um, but... I'm hoping that one of these other projects will get to the point where almost anybody can use it. Just download a file, open it up in your browser and be able to encrypt stuff. Okay. Okay. Keep it for yourself. So, so there you go. So there's one, I feel like significant issue with your use case of uh-huh. keeping a copy of your passport on a USB drive. Uh-huh. And that's this. So let's imagine that I'm traveling in, I don't know, let's just say France and uh-huh. I'm in France. I don't have a computer, but I have a copy of my USB drive. Now I've lost my passport. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go to, I don't know, like a police station or the airport. I'm like, hey, listen, I got my passport on this USB drive. Let me plug my USB drive into your computer and I can get my, nobody's going to let me do that. Like, that's a <laughs> terrible idea. Like some random American wants to plug a USB drive. In? No, that's a terrible idea. So, so then I think you've got to yeah. go to your public library, which will let you plug that in and then. Yeah, you okay. just print out your right. passport Maybe. file or something like Maybe that. Maybe that's a good use case. Of I it. mean, just because uh, you're just because you're not trustworthy doesn't mean that all other Americans are oh, trustworthy. Oh, I see. I don't have a trustworthy face. Is that what you're trying to say? I mean, I got you. I got the shifty eyes. Is that what it is? I mean, 
Johnny B. John B. John B. <laughs> isn't well known everywhere. So yeah, that's I'm just that's saying, a good point. Yeah, you know, that's the, true. You, okay, your your uh, quality as an R and B singer has gone down over the years. Yeah, it has. I, it really has. I take, I it's taking a hit to my to my credibility. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. What What okay. about you, Adam? What do you got for us this week? So listen, I'm I'm just catching up with some of the te- technological world. I got some Philips Hue <laughs> lights uh, for the first time, and and I'm loving them, man. I'm, I'm going to get a few more accessories in the near future, but. Uh, being able to control the lighting in my office from Siri or from Google Home or from my stream deck and being able to like change up the lighting mood for like if I'm working out or if I'm uh, playing Fortnite or if I'm working, like it's kind of like because I spend like I work in my office, but then I also spend a lot of free time in my office, either working out or hanging out with friends or playing Fortnite or whatever. So like just the ability to shift the mood in the room and to change things up with lighting really makes it, it makes it feel less monotonous, you know, and, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm just a day in and I'm loving it. So, uh, yeah, I think if you haven't checked it out, Philips Hue lighting, it's not cheap, but it is very, very effective. I really like it a lot. What, what kind of lighting do you have when you're working out versus when you're like, I'm thinking like I want like a, a little bit lower lighting because I'm standing in front of the TV. So I want the TV to be prominent, but I'm thinking like, okay. like some oranges in the room to like, give me like some like passion, like some, you know, like I need, some I need, yeah. Like I need some like motivational, like anger lighting, you know? And then like, you is know, if I'm red, like, the anger lighting, well, maybe it's some red, then that's fine. And then, but then I, but orange is like fire, you know? And then like, maybe for like when I'm, when I'm reading or meditating, like if I want maybe some blues, like some chilling out, you know, like there's lots of different ways to sort of hack your mood based on the colors of your environment. I kind of like the idea. So yeah. Well, there you go then. Oh. <laughs> All right, Sanjay, how can our listeners find and connect with you? They can find me on LinkedIn, Sanjay Park, search me up. Uh, Search it up. My website, sanjaypark.com. Not a word. What about you, Adam? Go to my website, adam jwalker.com. It's got links to everything and uh, it's all there. The J stands for Johnny B. John B. You know it. Is it John B? By the way, uh, John B is going to be here in Atlanta, January 9th and 10th. The question is, the question is, do we still look alike? Like if we, we looked at like 20 years ago, I'm, I'm actually looking at him right now. You don't look like him. I don't understand. Not at all. I, not at all. Yeah. I think people were messing with you. you no, it, but like no, back person. it back. Like he had like this super thin beard. I had this super thin beard He's and we both had, the, we had a real similar haircut at the time and like, like super short. I mean, it was, it was, it was very similar. I'm not going to, but now probably not at all. I'm like all gray and, and dad. I'm dad looking today. I look like a dad. So. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun.